Have you heard of Operation Smile? It's not a TikTok campaign. It's not a social experiment. It's a charity. Started in 1982 by a social worker slash nurse and her plastic surgeon husband who had been moved by a visit they made to Southeast Asia. And there they saw hundreds, and they knew there were hundreds more, of children who suffered from cleft palate or cleft lip. And knowing the poverty of those families, they knew that there was absolutely no hope for them to have a medical remedy of that deforming condition. And so they set out to build a network, an army of nonprofit surgeons and researchers and nurses and medical professionals who would provide free of charge all of the surgery and all of the follow-up care so that these children could have the cleft lip or cleft palate surgery. Now, of course, the, the medical benefits of that surgery are monumental. I mean, in many respects, it's saving a child's life. Literally. But if I may, the medical benefits are really just the beginning. Because as you may know, in certain cultures, when children are born with that deformity, that disfigurement, they're just, they're just ostracized. They're social outcasts. They're made fun of and bullied for their looks. Or even worse, people just stop looking at them at all. Can you imagine how it feels to have all of that taken away by a miracle surgery free of charge? Disfigurement. Deformity, we don't like to talk about it, but the word of God is clear. As we confessed earlier in this service, the word of God is clear that our sins, both the things that we do that we shouldn't do and the things we leave undone that we should do, those sins disfigure us. They deform us. They make us ugly. Not to one another, really, but in the sight of God. And there is no hope to stand before God now or ever with those sins. What we need is a miracle surgery to remove the deformity free of charge. 
Tonight's word from Isaiah speaks of an ugliness and a deformity as it relates to someone that we would never expect to read it about. And that is the sinless Son of God. Reading from the end of Isaiah 52 and a little bit of Isaiah 53. There were many who were appalled at him. His appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being and his form marred beyond human likeness. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. What was it about our suffering Savior's appearance that made him so repulsive, so ugly? Actually, the New Testament historical accounts of our Lord Jesus say nothing about what he looks like, the color of his hair, color of his eyes, how tall or short he is. Nothing, really. But that's not really the only quality that Isaiah was inspired to prophesy about. Isaiah speaks of a certain revulsion that people had to Jesus' message, to his words. Oh, sure, there were times in Jesus' ministry when he was wildly popular. But those times really were few and far between. And for the most part, especially at the end of his ministry, Christ's message of the kingdom of heaven that is formed by the grace of God instead of a kingdom on earth that is forged by human force. That message, it was rejected. It was ugly. People turned away from it. They were appalled by it. But I will say this. Isaiah is inspired to prophesy mostly about a physical ugliness. And you know how that happened with the sinless Son of God. It was the violence that was perpetrated against him during his passion. He was beaten. He was scourged. He was crucified. Words that we read in our Bible and we go over them quickly and maybe we don't think about them, but it would have been an abhorrent sight in the ancient world, and no less today, if we were to see it for what it really was. Hands and feet pierced by iron nails, a head bloodied by a crown of thorns, a jagged gash 
in the man's side because of a soldier's spear. The crucified Christ was just ugly to the eye. He was, as Isaiah writes, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being and his form marred beyond human likeness. He didn't even look like a person. Because he looked like sin. And this is what we need to take home tonight. Jesus looked like sin, but it wasn't his sin. He doesn't have any. He never did. Jesus took on our sins. Our sins were placed on him. Paul says it really plainly in 2 Corinthians 5, the Lord made him who had no sin to be sin for us. Isaiah tonight says it just as plainly, but with all of the ugliness, his disfigurement, his wounds, his scars, all inflicted, you see, by our wrongdoing. The scorn and the derision that Jesus wore, the forsakenness of God that he experienced, all because of our sin. But you need to know this, my friend. All of it he wore, all of it he bore, all of it he experienced, not because of some tragic accident. He chose it because he wanted to perform a miracle surgery on you and me. He wanted to lift off the deformity and the ugliness of our sin under God's gaze. And that's exactly what he did. Do you see how much he loves you? He took your place under the ugliness of sin and washed you clean. And this is why we look at him. We don't avert our eyes. We look at him. We believe in him. We trust him. We love him. And we sing of him even in this state. Beautiful Savior. For a time he was despised and rejected. But there is never, ever a time when the beautiful Savior rejects someone who comes to him in faith. He once said, whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. No matter what we look like. He loves us. So appearances can be deceiving. And that's why God looks through the appearances. When God looks at you, baptized child of God, he sees you robed in Christ's righteousness, adorned 
with Jesus' holiness, that's who you are, and so you shall ever be by his grace in God's presence. Now, how shall we look at one another? And how shall we look at everybody else? No matter what their outward appearance, that family member, that neighbor, that friend, that colleague, that person that you're having a really hard time with and you just might call them an enemy. That person is beautiful in the blood of Jesus. So precious to God that he shed his blood for that person. Let's tell them how beautiful they are. Amen. This message was a production of St. Marcus Lutheran Church. For similar content, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or our YouTube channel. For more information about how to support our urban gospel ministry in Milwaukee, please visit stmarcus.org.